Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted as always to share this mom's view of common sense conservative values. You know, I remember when I was contacted in my car by a number I had never seen before several years ago. I dropped off my oldest son at high school. I'm literally wearing pajamas and slippers. Stupid. And I'm driving back home to get the other kids out the door, et cetera, et cetera, whatever I'm doing. And I get a phone call in my car some 614, 618 number I'd never seen before. Now, I normally would not answer, and I did. I don't know why. And on the other end was a woman who had been riding her bicycle in our neighborhood when she saw my son get hit by a car. And as she was on the phone with me, my son Chris was lying on the ground, his backpack still on, but his shoes blown off from the head. My son Jack was cradling his head in his lap. It was raining. And everything after that was a total blur. Everything I had on my calendar that day vanished. Every petty thing I thought about it was bothering me, disappeared. And in that moment, I had one job. And it was to hyperspace to that spot to make sure my son was going to be okay. There is no thought process there. Everything else goes away. And you become singularly focused. 
That is exactly what I would expect if I was president of the United States and I found out that men or women had lost their lives in an attack on the base where they were staying and working, my calendar gets real clear real fast. And there is a laser focus on those families. Now that might just be me, a naive 53-year-old mom who freely admits I get way too emotional for things that are moving and require it. But the way Joe Biden and John Kirby, his White House spokesperson, handled the deaths of three Army reservists in Jordan on Sunday, you don't have to train to be able to answer questions in a compassionate way if you feel compassion. Nobody needs to write down notes for you on how to act as though you're bothered by bad news. There are no words that can be written for you. And in that moment, you rely on vomiting from your heart in communicating with the people who are watching you. It ought not be something that you have to fake. It should be instant. And with these people, it never is. I want you to hear John Kirby. Speaking with Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday, as she fumbled mis- miserably, predictably. John Kirby is asked, will, will President Biden talk to the country about the strikes? Will he address what happened? Sir, please listen to this. Glad speaking speaking to it. Will we hear directly from the president? Will he speak to the American people about this attack and his response when it happens? Well, he mentioned it yesterday in, in South Carolina. Um, I, I won't. I don't have anything on his schedule to speak to, uh, but I have no doubt that he'll continue to communicate with the American people about how important it is that these missions continue and that our troops and our facilities are safe. No, no, no. That's not what he was asking you, John. He mentioned it yesterday. He mentioned it. Total ambivalence, total disregard for our sons and daughters. That is unacceptable. And it's worse. Transfer of bodies. You remember what happened the last time after Afghanistan. He checked his watch as each of those 13 bodies were transferred from the aircraft to the various trucks, cars, whatever, transporting them to their final resting place. Joe Biden's looking at his watch. And then afterwards, when that one service member's family actually did speak with him, he talked about his own son 
And now he died in Iraq, but he didn't. And he's just, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so tired of being embarrassed by these people. This is not who represents us. This is not who we are. This is not the best of the best. This is not who won. And I'm tired of it. John Kirby, will the president go to attend the transfer of bodies at Dover Air Force Base? Listen. Uh, John, do you expect the president would go to Dover for the dignified transfer when these Americans are returned to the United States? I I don't have anything on his schedule to speak to. What? I don't have anything on his schedule to speak to? How does that make you feel? Embarrassed? Insulted? Furious? Now, every Democrat out there who voted for Joe Biden, are you cool with that? The ambivalence? The disconnect? Because I'm not. And if that makes you and me totally different, I'm cool with that. Because I don't want to have anything to do with that. You can own it. That's on you. Stay away from me. And I have to read this article in the Daily Mail from London to hear any kind of conversation about how freaking insulting that just was. Downright insult to the families of the fallen. Biden gets slammed after John Kirby refused to say he would attend Dover Air Force Base for the dignified transfer of three U.S. soldiers killed in Jordan. I got to go to I got to go to the the Daily Mail in London for somebody to actually say what needs to be said. You just stepped John Kirby, you just stepped all over the American flag. What would it take, John, for us to clear up some space in in Joe Biden's busy schedule? Is he planning on flying out of town again? He spent 40% of his time not at the White House. What's he doing? Because it's nothing that's good for us. And we, the people, are sickened that we have another year of this to go. And so everybody out there who thought, oh, Donald Trump, what a monster, what a terrible dictator who voted for this, I blame you. And in... When it's your son or daughter, I wonder how it's going to feel when they don't even pick up the phone to call. Quick timeout when we're back on the Wendy Bell Radio program. I call this next segment separating the wheat from the chaff. And it takes us to Nebraska, where a rhino wakes up and realizes, huh, 
his constituents are done with the sock. That's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. (laughs) It's kind of fun. So we talked about the congressional GOP district in North Carolina that's decided to get together. I get it's 168 people or whatever it is. And they've decided to try to go after a vote of no confidence uh, with Ronna McDaniel. You suck. We know you suck. All the plastic surgery in the world doesn't make you suck less. Move along. Let's find somebody. Let's find Scott Pressler. Right. If you know who Scott Pressler is, he's been more amazing 50-fold more than Ronna McDaniel could in her wildest dreams be effective for the GOP in registering people to vote Republican. Guy would be fantastic. Vivek Ramaswamy, another fine candidate. Guy who's a great orator, understands all of the geopolitical nonsense, but also can talk from the heart, off the cuff, about what it's like to love America. Boom. Well, this is going on in in Nebraska as Bill Gates is buying up all of Nebraska's farmland. I kid you not. Just check out his shell companies. He makes them go through a lot of different hoops, but he's owning all of this property. I wonder why Nebraska. Here's the headline, (laughs) trendingpoliticsnews.com. Rhino Senator gets bad news as state GOP backs MAGA challenger and you know what it really is a bummer when that rhino senator was also the former governor of the state i hate when that happens right it's never too late to call you out the incumbent senator and former nebraska governor pete ricketts is staring down the proverbial barrel of a full-blown party revolt after being outed as a rhino, Republican in name only, by former President Donald Trump in 2022, according to reports released Saturday, Nebraska's state central committee of the Republican Party spurned Ricketts and instead endorsed former Air Force Lieutenant Colonel John Glenn Weaver. Brilliant. According to the Nebraska Examiner, The committee declined to make any endorsement of the two other two federal races for 2024 for the seats of Senator Deb Fisher and Representative Mike Flood. The state GOP chairman Eric Underwood provided no comment to the outlet regarding the endorsement process within the party. He replied to reporters requests via text message and his team required like more time to finish the press release. But we'll get it to you, he says. As of this report, no release has been posted. However... The examiner wrote that according to internal vote counts, Weaver, the lieutenant colonel, won the most support in the party's internal polls with 103 of 144 possible votes. That is a shellacking, Senator Ricketts, shellacking. He told the press that he was the only Senate candidate, this is Weaver, to seek the party's endorsement. People here are passionate about saving our country. Lieutenant Colonel said regarding the meeting. It's not like it's a bunch of crazy people who got together in a room. Ricketts, when questioned as to why he didn't seek the party's endorsement, answered, no, I'd rather not talk about that because I got shellacked. Shellacked. Picture here, Lieutenant Colonel retired J.G. Weaver for U.S. Senate. Great Twitter page. Honored and humbled to be endorsed by the Nebraska GOP. Do you see what's going on? Because this is happening. And it's happening all over. 
There is a separation now. There is a thinning of the herd among the GOP. Are you America first? Are you MAGA? Because we embrace that. Making America great again is to be celebrated. It is something that benefits everybody. And those clinger-ons, or clingers-on, I should say, who want the R next to their name. But don't vote that way. Don't bleed that way. Don't love that way. Don't pray that way. It's time for y'all to move along. Because for us to take back our country, we are going to reclaim our party. As reported by KLKN-TV, Ricketts has alternatively seen support and scorn from former President Donald Trump, even dating back to his gubernatorial days. In 2016, Trump notably referred to him as a rhino alongside former New New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and then Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. In 2016, he excoriated the Ricketts family for funding campaigns against him, writing, I hear the Ricketts family, who own the Chicago Cubs, are secretly spending dollars against me. They better be careful. They have a lot to hide. It prompted the question, what does Donald Trump think the Ricketts family is hiding? Interesting. Anyhow, these little stories which won't make big waves are, in fact, the beginning of that ripple effect. The pebble has been cast into the pond, and the water is coming our way. Do these people who pretend to feel the way we do deserve yet another chance to fail us? You know my answer. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends, E. Jean Carroll gloating, rubbing your face in the fact that there is no more justice in America. Why I am embarrassed today to be a woman because of her. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, I don't say it commonly that I am embarrassed to be a woman. There, there are some representatives of my gender who suck who I would love to disavow, who I wish could tranny them themselves into a different gender because they give people who are women a bad name. All of these people who jumped on the Me Too bandwagon, all of the people who were totally cool with Brett Kavanaugh's life almost being ruined, all of the people who are so ill-educated and who respond in a knee-jerk reaction to the Dobbs decision, who had the red paint and the fake baby in the trunk ready to go. What happened to you people? Who are you? Are you that desperate for attention? That like Jesse Smollett, you'll lie? You'll create some garbage story for a moment in the spotlight? Do you not realize that when the boomerang comes back, It sucks because you never get away with it. O.J. Simpson might not have been found guilty of murder, 
but he was forever ruined because everybody listened to what he said. They watched the testimony, right? He didn't instill confidence. Ew. Yesterday being the five-year anniversary of Jussie Smollett lying in the dumbest way possible. I mean, if you had a checklist of dumb crap to do to make some racial allegation or homophobic allegation because you wanted more money and more prominence because you suck. You weren't willing to work for it. You weren't willing to go for it with integrity. You weren't willing to use your God-given talent or anything that was authentic or good inside of you. You had to create nonsense. And who's every everybody's favorite whipping boy? Donald Trump. Can you imagine collectively the man hours, the years of collective time wasted trying to demonize Donald Trump so certain people could either get rich, grab a spotlight, be relevant, get clicks? Ew! <clears throat> I can't, I can't do it. E. Jean Carroll is a disturbed woman. She, she blames Donald Trump for her losing her job as a, as a provocative, like, sexual wacko for Elle magazine. Even though the people from Elle magazine said, no, we, we sacked her well before this allegation of Donald Trump ever doing anything to her anywhere came to light. All of the things that had to be manipulated. The legislators in New York had to make a law to allow E. Jean Carroll to to extend a statute of limitations that it had expired on a crime that had no corroborating evidence, no eyewitnesses, no information that lined up from a woman who couldn't remember the day, the month, the year, the season couldn't describe what the dressing room looked like and said she was wearing a dress that hadn't been made until after this had happened. Other than that, I'm sure everything's on the up and up. And you and I are supposed to sit back and say, well, $83 million makes sense. See, there's a reason I led into this show talking about the demonstrable collapse of faith in media. And now even though Democrats tend to be a little behind, they're even waking up now saying, no, I don't believe the media. So MSNBC last night, Rachel Maddow, who herself is a toxic train wreck of of, of misinformation, of snobby, elite, holier-than-thou preaching, wrapped as, as reporting. Remember, she was the one who said, if you get that vaccine, it stops with you. It doesn't jump from you to somebody else. It stops with you. You stop it. You go get that shot. It's yours. Go do it. Oh, yeah. And then when everything came out, oh, yeah, about that, about those things. Do you want to talk about that now? La, 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 la. Where's Rachel Maddow then? Because somebody with integrity, with class, with decency, with morality would come forward and say, yo, I, I believe these people too. And I am profoundly sorry that I was so ill-informed. I gave you bad intel. But this E. Jean Carroll thing, right? The, the corruption 
with the judge and the judge's relationship with the prosecuting attorney and how the, the number two person who was sitting on either side of E. Jean Carroll after the verdict. The judge officiated that woman's daughter's wedding. Other than that, I'm sure there's no, 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 no connection whatsoever. And that judge did not reveal these connections ever until a New York Post reporter had to ask Trump attorney Alina Habba about it. They didn't know, really? I want you to hear Rachel Maddow gleeful like a like a fifth grader, a fifth grade girl ready to braid hair at a slumber party, wearing feety pajamas and holding her teddy bear, is gleeful with E. Jean Carroll that, that the system of justice in this country is so freaking jacked that a man can say, she's not my type, and get slapped with an $83 million judgment in addition to the $5 million. Because he said that and called her a whack job. Really? Listen to the gleeful exchange and how disgusting this is. Go. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. I had such a... Such great ideas for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing in France? No? Oh, all right, all right. That's a joke. Although if if me fishing in France could yeah. do something for women's rights, I would take the hit. You know, I would obviously uh, t- take one for the team. I All right, let me, let me let uh, <laughs> me as if as if you need persuasion in that regard. You can do something for women's rights and disavow being a woman because I don't want you anymore. I could tolerate you. Everybody's entitled to suck at their own level. This? They're laughing? I thought she was raped. Does a victim who has accused multiple men of sexual assault, including a dentist, a camp counselor, a babysitter's boyfriend, and the CEO of CBS, in addition to the president of the United States, Do you celebrate and act in that fashion? Because real victims don't behave like that. That is disgusting. And it is predictable. We have gotten to this place, thanks to the media, thanks to corrupt judges, tainted jury pools, George Soros-funded prosecutors, DAs. We have gotten to a place where morality is lost. And I feel for E. Jean Carroll, 
the way I did for Christine Blasey Ford, except I think Christine Blasey Ford was even sadder. She was used by the Senate Democrats as a pawn, as a card to destroy a perfectly noble man's life. I don't know what E. Jean Carroll's excuse is. But if you read anything that she has written, it is a dire and desperate call for an intervention. Those women, quote-unquote attorneys, who are so blinded by their loathing of Donald Trump, are no different than the journalists in the field I used to love who will trample all over the institution. And for what? There's an article about this as well. Awkward moment, it says. E. Jean Carroll says she's going to buy a new wardrobe and new shoes. Is that what survivors of sexual abuse do? They go on a shopping spree? E. Jean Carroll had to be restrained by her lawyer as she gleefully itemized how she plans to spend her $83.3 million defamation award against Donald Trump. The author had promised to help other victims with her multi-million dollar payout, but had a more worldly wish list as she was quizzed by Rachel Maddow. And it was disgusting. The outburst was met with a scathing response from MAGA supporters. Talk to a real rape victim. They never laugh about anything regarding the rape or the conviction. This is vile, MSNBC. One Trump fan wrote, The joke is going to be on her when Trump appeals and wins, wrote another MAGA supporter. We know the trial was a joke and a sham, and she's treating it like it is because she knows she is a liar and a sham. I want you to juxtapose her response with Virginia Gouffray, the one who blew the whistle on Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Have you ever seen her in a smiling photograph? Because when something like that happens to you, it nearly erases your ability to ever do it again. Smile. We'll be right back. This is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So I want to read you this article as well. I I try to sometimes imagine what it would be like to have such a rabid, irrational machine gunning for me at every step. If these people were baked into the government establishment, if they were in higher education and even in the elementary and high school level education, teaching an ideology that is dangerous and un-American, 
and pointing fingers at me as being the, the greatest threat to democracy. I wonder what it would feel like to be Donald Trump and to realize that every single January 6th defendant who was geolocated by the FBI, who was hunted down, is part of collateral damage meant to injure Donald Trump, to destroy this brand, this idea. You see, they don't, they don't understand it. You can throw everything you want at Trump. It just makes him stronger. Because every single one of us has been a victim in one way or another of some leftist, progressive, communist, social, progressive nonsense of suck. And when we see someone attack, when we see their constitutional rights infringed, when we see musical productions masquerading as congressional investigations, when we watch innocent people be thrown away, and when we hear stories like Matthew Perna, who did nothing wrong on January 6th, but walked through an open door thank police officers, shoot some video and walk out the other door in 14 minutes. And to know that he put a noose around his neck and walked off a ladder in his garage because he couldn't handle what they've spent eight years doing to Donald Trump. It's over for me. There is no negotiating. If you're a rhino, I have no time for you. It's America first or nothing. Headline from the Washington Examiner, Trump lawyer Habba says judges ties to E. Jean Carroll's lawyer warrant new trials. I would say so. Here's the story. Donald Trump's lawyer, Alina Habba, is, so- is sounding off about the alleged, quote, preferential treatment afforded to advice columnist E. Jean Carroll's lead counsel after a jury ordered the former president to pay $83.3 million in a civil defamation trial, arguing it will serve as a basis for his appeal and should lay the groundwork for new Trials have sent a letter Monday evening, so hours ago, to U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan, an appointee of former President Bill Clinton, expressing dismay that she learned, quote, for the first time of allegations that the judge once had a mentor type relationship with Carol's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, who's not related to the judge. If your honor truly worked with Ms. Kaplan in any capacity, especially if there was a mentor-mentee relationship, that fact should have been disclosed before any case involving these parties was permitted to proceed forward, she said. Adding this issue is particularly concerning since plaintiff's other lead counsel, Sean Crowley, served as your honor's law clerk. And we were previously advised 
that your honor co-officiated her wedding. Huh. Isn't that fascinating? A former president's lawyer said she only became aware of the alleged conflict of interest Saturday when a New York Post reporter told her that one of his sources, revealed Carol's lawyer, worked with the judge in the early 1990s at the law firm Paul Weiss Rifkin, Wharton and Garrison. Roberta Kaplan worked at the White Shoe Law Firm located in New York City from 92 to 2016 before stepping down to become a founding partner of Kaplan, Hecker, and Fink, according to her LinkedIn page. When Carol's attorney was at Paul Weiss, she had a nearly two-year overlap with Judge Kaplan at the firm, who was a partner there until 1994, when Clinton appointed him a federal judge. Habba said the recently concluded second defamation trial against Trump, which was held only to determine damages after a similar jury trial last May, found him liable for sexually assaulting her and thus defaming her when he denied such allegations, were both litigations in which there were many clashes between your honor and the defense counsel. We believe and we will argue on appeal that the court was overtly hostile towards defense counsel and President Trump and displayed preferential treatment toward plaintiff's counsel. Indeed, these rulings, the tone, the demeanor of the bench, raised significant concerns even before the New York Post's investigative journalism unearthed these new facts. We are unable to flesh out the position concerning what specific relief should be requested for new trials on the issue of liability and damages. You're not allowed to make up your own rules. You're not allowed to protest and to, and to destroy property and to block bridges and to cause billions of dollars in damage and get away with it. While on the flip side, Matthew Perna walked through the U.S. Capitol, was demonized, thrown in prison, put on house arrest and called a monster. And if Democrats aren't waking up to this, they are the ones who will not be saved. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program is on deck. What are we going to be talking about? You know, media blackouts only last for so long. Majority of Americans believe fill in the blank now has to do with COVID. Oh my, now we're telling the truth. Is that so? That's next.